Welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont from DuPont Wealth Solutions. As a practicing advisor and attorney, Greg teaches pre-retirees how to reduce debt and taxes and save with less risk so they have more spendable income and plan their way to a better life. Join us for this journey where Greg draws on years of experience and guest experts to help listeners achieve more spendable income for retirement. Hello and welcome to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont of DuPont Wealth Solutions. Greg, how are you? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you doing? Well, that's actually, from my understanding, that's what we're talking about today. How you doing? How you feeling? (laughs) Right? How you doing? That's right. Let's get in touch with our feelings a little bit today. All right. We're going (laughs) to... This sounds like a great podcast. I'm, if I openly weep, is that okay? Is that going to be included? Well, I'm going to try to not get all Stuart Smalley on you. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but you're 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 good enough, and am, gosh darn it, people like you. Well, I've heard that from at least two people in my life, so that's good. good all right, so good. so we are getting in touch with our feelings and and helping the audience get in touch with their feelings on investing and COVID, kind of where we're at right now, right? Yeah, Eric, as I was reflecting upon our conversation today, it did occur to me that uh, had we had this conversation one year ago to this day, uh, we would have been deep in the middle of the market freefall. Mm-hmm. And we would have had a real different conversation uh, than we're having now. Yes, absolutely. I think that that was something that the news covered, obviously, quite a lot. And it was on most every channel uh, that you would flip through and there came a point where it was, you just got to turn the TV off uh, or you're glued to it and then you have all sorts of kind of emotions. Well, if we put ourselves back in where we were a year ago now, uh, we were, you know, it took just a little over 30 days uh, from the market to go from its high, which was an all-time high, uh, to its low, which thankfully was not an all-time low. But at this point in that cycle, uh, everybody, you know, was was panicked. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they had their health going. They didn't know what the heck was going on with that. And then they're looking at their retirement savings plummeting. And you know, we sit here, you know, three hundred and sixty-five odd days later, and it is amazing to me the amnesia that I am detecting with many of the uh, clients or prospective clients I speak with with regard to their investments. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? The human beast is a um, a fickle animal, isn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are so many studies regarding uh, you know behavioral finance and things like that that are well beyond uh, my pay grade, but there are certain concepts that we just keep coming back to over and over and over again. You mm-hmm. know. You know, you know, right now we're we're dealing with a little bit of overconfidence, uh, and in, in my opinion, that overconfidence is uh, unfounded. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from, and I'm not trying to point fingers at only one group, but politics plays a huge part of this, right? The uh, the the governing body right now wants everybody to understand, hey, this is now now that we have this change, everything's going great. It's it's everything's on the upswing. Look at look at what we're doing. Look what's going on. Now there are a lot of positives that are happening, uh, but I think that it's they want to paint a rosy picture for a very specific purpose, and that's to you know get their uh, their their leaders specifically more likes, if you will. 
Well, and as we've talked about before, uh, the market, uh, as is broadly um, advertised and marketed, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, is completely unhinged from the underlying um, feeling on the street. Meaning that the the businesses are not doing anywhere near as good as the uh, the market would indicate that they're doing. Uh, the market is not uh, taking into consideration, you know, still the long lasting impact on a huge segment of our economy mm-hmm. uh, that has been shut down and is now just starting to come back to life. Yeah, yep, and no, I agree, hundred percent. So, you know, Eric, you know, one of the things that. Uh, uh, you know, I've talked about before and will continue to talk about because this is the new norm that we're dealing with. You know, it's difficult for the modern investor to uh, be engaged with their investments uh, because of the, the structural change that the intervention of the federal government uh, has uh, created. You know, not only are we celebrating, you know, quote unquote, uh, one year of free fall, um, you know, as we do this episode just a couple of days ago, they passed yet another $1.9 trillion in stimulus. Mm-hmm. And where is that going? As we talked about a couple episodes ago, you know, my belief is that there's not any crash on the near horizon, but... The reckoning day is coming. Uh, we can't keep printing money like this. It's, mm-hmm. it's completely unprecedented. And But when I talk to people about their finances, they uh, you know, just reflect on, well, my 401k is up 10% for the year. Oh, yeah. oh really? You know, uh, Is it really up 10% for, on the first part? But a second, um, do you think this is going to continue going the way it's going? Mm-hmm. And it's that overconfidence that people have that uh, and it's almost uh, combined with the fear of missing out, right? Uh, they, mm-hmm. they don't want to take their money out of uh, the, the risky market and put it into something a little bit less risky um, because there are such great, great gains to be had uh, in theory. Yeah, and that's – I don't think it's a bad thing that people have hope, right? But when that hope replaces planning and, and thoughtful – you know, uh, scrutinizing, if you will, uh, of what's possibly coming down the pipe, hope just does not cut it. I mean, it, I, I again, I want to say that there's nothing wrong with hope, but blind hope, I guess, is maybe what I'm saying. It just doesn't make much sense to me. And it's, it's a little disheartening to see that some people just, they want to put on those blinders and, and they, they just think it's going to be fine. No, 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 we're, we're good. I mean, the government stepped in, the stimulus package is going to do great things. Uncle Sam's going to want that money back. And and that, that's just the tax portion of this conversation, which I don't even think we're going to get into, but that's a huge, huge piece of what's going to happen in the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. So anybody who's sitting here at 35, 45 years old, 50 years old, 55, your tax burden is going to be large at right as you're hitting retirement. That's my opinion. That's only my opinion, but how else are we going to pay that money back? Yeah, it's uh, an opinion, obviously, I share with you. You know, there are different levels of this uh, that I think we need to kind of peel back. You know, there is the complacency um, of people that are are um, just in the good old buy and hold school. And that is 
clearly at uh, is almost at the discretion of the federal government these days, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yeah. had the government not come together in an extraordinary fashion last year uh, around this time and started throwing money at the problem in a record way, uh, who knows what the bottom would have been. And if you were in a buy and hold situation as an investor, then you're not done falling until the market finds rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And you know, if we again put ourselves back in what the picture looked like a year ago, now nobody knew what the bottom was. They just knew that the whole economy went on dead stop across the world. Yeah. And what would that have looked like if they did not open the floodgates of money? So that's one thing that you know people are, really need to be sensitive to and get in touch with. You know, they're they're head in the in the ground and just letting the buy and hold happen. Mm. But there's a second component of that, and that and this is what I think is uh, is equally, if not more, uh, disturbing in terms of the emotions of money and, and of investing, and that's the the unfound overconfidence of many uh, individual investors. Uh, you know, as we come out of you know the last several months, where people talk about Robin Hood and uh, the incredible run up of of GameStop mm -hmm. stock prices and things like that, you know, it just feels a lot like it did back in the early two thousands with the day traders. For, for some of us old-timers that are around uh, to see that, mm -hmm. where a lot of individuals thought that they were smarter than they thought than they really were. And they got cooked. Yeah. The problem that I see, though, right now is back when those day traders were getting cooked, uh, a lot of the day traders were younger. But now I'm seeing a lot of people are taking their life savings and – investing it in a risky fashion that way because of this overconfidence that, hey, the government's going to bail us out. We can't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I did a great job on finding X, Y, or Z stock. You know, and that's that, that uh, bias that people have that, you know, I'm, I'm smarter than I really am. Uh, and there's enough uh, history there to confirm that, that confirmation bias, and that people just continue to, to roll the dice. And, you know, if you're nearing the end of your savings journey, that's a real uh, – that's playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. So what's the solution? Well, that's a wonderful, wonderful question, you know, <laughs> and uh, I guess I'm supposed to provide some answers, not just problems. But, um, you know, I, with regard to that um, that overconfidence uh, that people are feeling, they've had some su success in investing. You know, I've been there. I've felt that. I've done that. But, folks, the market has fundamentally changed. Uh, in ways that uh, are in many ways beyond our comprehension as an individual investor, mm -hmm. you know, where these high-frequency traders are you know, spending trillions of dollars to have you know, a fiber optic line that's just a little bit shorter than the other one so they can place their trades more quickly. 
Um, and when we have this interventionist Fed where the, the money is just sloshing through the system that we don't know when they're going to put the brakes on it. So, you know, I, as I reflected in one of our earlier episodes, I basically fired myself as a money manager for my clients and instead now manage other money managers because uh, we can't get enough good information out here uh, to make those quick decisions that need to be made uh, to uh, protect people. Mm. Well, that's a huge statement right there. Unpack that for again. Me. Again, that, that there was a thirty percent loss in just about thirty days mm-hmm. last year. This time, uh, and the 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 again the human beast, you know the the cycle that we go through right now. I'm seeing the overconfidence cycle where everything's a winner, baby. Let it roll, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take long for that to go into regret because I crapped out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it goes back to, you know, fear of missing out when you're letting it ride, if you will, and you're just, it, it starts to go down or it starts to tank a bit. A lot of people just like, no, 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 I, I, it's, this is temporary. It's going to be fine. Well, there, there's, we know that there's market corrections here and there. Um, and what I'm hearing is that we had a huge loss, you know, a year ago. Uh, there was a rebound of some kind. So you have people that maybe pulled out because they were fearful and lost because they pulled out and they didn't, they didn't go back up with it in, in any way, shape or form. Then you've got people that again are letting currently letting things ride where they just shouldn't. And they just think, you know, even if it goes down, I'm fine. They're not making wise decisions based on what they want or need in the future. It's just kind of going with that emotional tide. You know, Eric, you know, as we've talked about before, the mission of this podcast is to help people become educated mm-hmm. uh, about their options uh, and their investments. And, and you, when you asked what is the solution for people, well, well, first we need to take a step back. We can be, all be very uh, grateful for uh, the blessing of the growth of the last year, once mm-hmm. from the bottom to the top here. Uh, but, you know, first... History does repeat itself, or at least it rhymes, as a wonderful quote is. And if you don't believe that this is going to correct um, at some point in your savings journey, uh, and it's going to correct in a hard way, I suggest you pull out a book uh, called This Time is Different. Uh, this is a nice tome going back to August of 2011 and reflecting on the 08 crash uh, by a couple of uh, very well-respected authors. But it, uh, the subtitle is Eight Centuries of Financial Folly. You know, mm. you know the, the marketplace has a way of reminding us uh, when we think we're kings of the universe that we are not. Uh, and so... Mm, Get yourself educated. And when we look at what's going on with the um, deficit uh, and the, uh, the huge debt, I mean, we're on course for $30 trillion. And I read an uh, article the other day that the CBO is projecting that that is going to double in the next 30 years. Mm. And, 
you think about the impact of that uh, alongside of the retirement generation, pulling their money out of the market, you got to be more um, sensitive to how the demographic and economic changes are going to affect you. You know, I've, I've grown to accept, uh, and this is part of um, almost a thesis that was reflected in another book, uh, The Ascent of Money, uh, that uh, is one of my favorite books, just kind of talking about the, the chronicling, the, the journey and evolution of money uh, by Niall Ferguson, I think we've talked about before. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, but, you know, history of mankind is... Uh, full of examples of dominant currencies going away and new things coming up in their wake. Mm -hmm. And that may well be what's happening now with the U.S. currency and uh, cryptocurrencies in general. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But we do know that there are these factors out there, socially and economically, uh, that are going to affect us as we move into more of a European economy uh, with lower birth rates, lower growth rates, et cetera, that these uh, last few years or last uh, year and then heading up to that uh, of bowl with a little bit of an exception that was a 30-day exception, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have to really wonder whether or not we should be expecting similar growth in our market savings uh, throughout the next, you know, one, two, three decades. Yeah. And again, everybody is out there speculating uh, and speculating is fine, I think. I, I think, you know, trying to figure things out is great, but rolling the dice is not. And that's, I mean, going back to what you're saying. So again, I'm going to ask you uh, toward the end of this podcast, what is one of our listeners to do? What is your best suggestion for them to protect themselves from a being overconfident or um, falling to that FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out uh, any of those behavioral finance things that we're kind of uh, touching on today? Well, just like any shrewd gambler, if you want to be a gambler, you know when to hold them and when to fold them, right? Mm -hmm. You know when to take some of the winnings off the top. And you should be doing that on a regular basis. Take some of the winnings off of the top. Put it in something that is a little bit more uh, protected. And, you know, as we talked about before, things like a fixed index annuity or mm -hmm. an index universal life or things like that where your investment is always going to go forward uh, and the value is not going to be driven down by market forces. So you get a little bit of that upside uh, without the downside. Uh, or you use um, what we've talked about before, tactical money managers uh, for some of your portfolio uh, that have proven systems in place mm -hmm. uh, where algorithms run it, not your heart in your head, uh, so that they know that they're going to get out when certain things happen, put you in a defensive position, and get you back in to take advantage of the opportunities there. So you don't ride the ups and downs as to the extremes that you would mm -hmm. uh, with a buy and hold uh, type of approach. And by all means, uh, if you do want to play some of the speculative investing games, just do it with a portion of your money. Don't put all of it on the table. Do it with money you can lose. 
Right? Do with I mean, that's, money that, you can lose. Right. That's all there is to it. That that goes back to what you said earlier about Robin Hood and GameStop and all that. I, I read a lot during that time, and I was reading and specifically on Reddit because that's where a lot of it was driven. Um, you know, the GameStop crowd there, and I was blown away. There was so many posts about people that gained tons, and they would post their gains screenshots. And then there was a period there where people were just losing a ton, and and in all the different things that I read. There was only one person that I saw on there and it was, maybe it was just the timing of it. Uh, but he was pleading. It was a gentleman. He was pleading with people. Do not use your retirement funds for this. Do not use money that you need to live on for this. This is, you know, yes, I have, I think he had like $40,000 tied into it. This is money that if I lose it, I lose it. It's not a big deal. It's not going to affect my life. This is extra money. And he, I mean, he was so adamant about it. And I'm like, I, I'm, hope that people are listening to this guy. I mean, again, it's a random poster on Reddit, but people thought, oh, this is, this is the thing. Look at all these people saying we're going to make a ton of money. And I guarantee there are people that pulled money from their retirement accounts or used money that they didn't have to lose to put into this at the wrong time. And and they lost big. And that's, again, I just, I just think it's unwise. So some of the things that you touched on there, Greg, uh, are vitally important. And, and I don't know if the audience um, truly understands uh, a lot about it. So if they want to hear more and they want to talk to you about some of those ideas and thoughts and, and what it looks like to have somebody um, manage their money with the algorithms and, and things like that you're speaking of, how do they get a hold of you so they can have that conversation? Uh, Eric, uh, for any listener of the podcast, I do offer you know, no obligation uh, conversations to, to talk about those type of uh, tools that are out there. And if they want to initiate one of those type of conversations, uh, they can either call the office at 614-408-0004. Again, at 614-408-0004. Or they could uh, reach out to me through email, and that's greg, G-R-E-G, at dupontwealth.com. That's greg at D-U-P-O-N-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. All right. Final thoughts for today's podcast, Greg. So take what we are talking about here today and put yourself back where you were this time last year uh, in the uncertainty that you felt then. Uh, the conversations that I had with clients uh, in this time period in 2020 uh, were heart-wrenching. Uh, mm -hmm. People f afraid of where things were going, afraid whether or not they just lost the opportunity to protect their investment for their retirement. Uh, and now those same people are, uh, many of them, are so confident that the markets continue to go up uh, that they don't want to take any protective action. It is human nature. But sometimes we have to evolve beyond that. So take some action, protect yourself, because, you know, the end is not imminent. The sky is not falling, but it is inevitable that mm -hmm. it will happen. We're seeing some cracks up there. <laughs> it's not falling <laughs> in yet, but uh, look at them. Wear a hard hat or something. Uh, and one of those action items that people can take is, is to reach out to you. So uh, for those that are listening, Greg gave you all this contact information. I would encourage you highly to... Uh, continue this conversation with them. Again, it's not all gloom and doom. It's just be smart, be prepared, and be ready. And uh, I think that's exactly what you're talking about and that you help provide to uh, the, the folks that you work with. So, Greg, thank you so much for your time today. It's a good reminder to just be cautious. 
Thanks, Eric. Have a great one. You bet. And of course, thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate with Greg DuPont. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Greg comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at DuPont Wealth Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Advocate. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of DuPont Wealth Solutions. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. 